Welcome, welcome to the Lighthearted Podcast Adventure with four pastors who discuss God, His Word, and some other stuff. This is Pastors, pastors Live, a Rev FM production from Water Springs Church, Idaho Falls. Here now are Pastors Dave, Ty, Shane, and the other guy. Whenever you're ready, brother, you ready? Okay, three, two, yeah, one. Oh, it is? Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pastors Live. It's a wonderful, wonderful day today. It's Thursday. It's August 17th, and we've got some concerts coming up. Uh, this coming Sunday night, uh, Will and Crystal Yates are going to be here at Water Springs Church, and so please come out and join us for that. And then the following week, Justin Gambino, part of our uh, wonderful uh, summer concert series, kicked off last week with Water Springs, and we had a great time. That was a lot of fun. And uh, my wife was there, and well, so was the worship community, and we had a whole bunch of people there. It was really fun. And uh, so we've got some great people in the studio today. Uh, we've got Pastor Shane's here today. Hello. Pastor Dave's here today. God bless you guys. And we got the other guy, Pastor hey. James, is here. We got Gary Austin, the voice of the valley. And then we have the most wonderful, precious, one of the funniest people I've ever known in my life. My <laughs> wonderful wife is here today. Yay. Yes, hey, I'm so. here. Hey. Hello, hello. Hey. I know. It's like, yay. We got to be careful. We're in mixed company now. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> we need but, to get a soundboard in here, Gary, where we could press these buttons. Yes. And it makes oh uh, yeah, makes noise like uh-huh. a little stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yes. Hey, so uh, guys, uh, I really am uh, blessed by the stuff that's going on around here around the church. Uh, but I'm really thankful that we kind of have a road, sort of, kind of. The I mean, main entrance curves. was open this the morning. Ma- the main entrance was open, but the, the other entrances were closed. So I don't that's know okay. what it's going to be like this weekend. So uh, praying for everyone. You may when you come to church this weekend. You may only have one entrance, but it's going to be in the middle this time. It's so. a new game. Find it's, the entrance. Just yeah, the be thankful there right. is a way. Yes. Yeah, that's right. There, there is, is a way. way. There is at least one way into the church. Uh, well, today is <laughs> National Nonprofit Day. And so, hey, Woo-hoo. we're celebrating that as a church and as a radio station. We're a nonprofit radio station. We're also a nonprofit church. So but, send uh, your offerings so, to... No, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so your offerings to Water Springs. Okay, yeah. And then, uh, especially if you want to pay for a road. But uh, mm-hmm. so National Thrift Shop Day today. And we also have a thrift shop at 2299 E 17th Street uh, making jobs helping people so uh, they have pretty to that. they have pretty good stuff they and do the other day I was if there you the other have day, really good, good stuff and you don't want to have a garage sale wow give them a call yeah you can oh, yeah. unload all your stuff and not have to go through the pain of a garage sale. Yeah, yeah, and they'll come pick it up, and they'll they'll they'll, they'll take care of all that stuff. And then, then other people will be blessed. That yeah, that's really good. And then we also have as today we've got our readings. We're in uh, we're in Romans sixteen today. I know we've got comments and questions. We're also in Proverbs twenty three, Psalm forty five, Jeremiah forty six, and it's pastors live at the Rev FM. It's pastors live at the Rev FM. If uh, you uh, want to send us a comment or a question um i've got a question that came in from darren uh here in, in iowa darren wood in iowa and so hey we're so glad you're listening and uh, it's, it's this is what he the, he asked what has been the thing you learn on or lean on sorry not learn what is the thing you lean on when life gets hard uh for myself i turned to addiction for many years uh that's what i'm used to but i'm no longer in addiction well first of all darren good for you yeah, that you're right no longer on. in that place that you've been delivered from that uh, what do you guys lean on uh, when things are hard? I mean, okay, I think the answer for all of us is going to be pretty obvious, but um, like, what do you guys lean on? So, Lori, what do you lean on when life's hard? I up my devotional time. You're, you up your devotional time? I look, I'm like, Jesus, I need you in my life. And yeah, I like increase it by an hour a day usually. That's what I do because I, mm. I, I need his help. I don't have anything. Right, mm. yep. You know, for me, 
my initial response is almost like the psalmist when I when I'm in a rock in a hard place and in, in a valley or whatever. Um, I scream out and I just start <laughs> screaming in the car or crying out to my God, whether it's whining, complaining, being frustrated, angry, and I spend a lot of time um, in prayer like that, so to speak, and then I sit and I listen. And most of the time, scripture memory and verses that I've read come over and then I need to repent. <laughs> right. You know, it's interesting. I think there's a couple of things. Um, I think you're right, Ty. I think the, the obvious answer for most of us in the room is I'm, I'm heading to the Word. Yeah. Um, I think for me, you know, um, I try to do what our Lord did, which was change venues. Does that make sense? Yep. So I'll, I'll shoot for solitude to, to, to up my devotional game. Um, the other thing is from our reading today, actually, in, in Romans 16, there's these um, Greek roommates that mm. Paul addresses in uh, chapter 16, verse 14 of Romans. And he, he gives this list of names, these guys that all live together, you know. And um, I typically can can find that if I go to one of you guys, especially one of the people in this room or one of the other pastors, guys that are really in my close circle, or, you know, Sylvia and I have a small group on, on uh, Thursday nights, and I'll find, um, you know, maybe one or two of the people in my small group and say, hey, would you pray for me having a rough day today or my thoughts aren't going where I want them to go or I'm feeling like I'm in a fog yeah. and to have brothers or sisters in Christ that'll pray for me. So that I think I think that's important. Yeah, yeah, I do too. That helps me. Mr. James? Yeah, you know what? I'm actually going through something right now um, with the whole move and selling the house and all that where I have – numerous opportunities to allow stress and anxiety to take over, but I'm trying something different. Uh, I'm really... Different's good. I'm really <laughs> pressing into the hope that God has got this. I know, I mean, of course God's got this, but it's that mindset, the mindset of saying, I can either take this on my own shoulders, which results in a bunch of anxiety and stress, or I can truly believe that God has ordained and, and, and is sovereign over all of this situation and this transition. And if so, then I really don't have anything to worry about. Because what ends up happening is you look back in life at all of those other monumental things that have been like this. And in hindsight, it's always like, oh, hindsight's twenty twenty. Oh, I see how God moved. Well, how about trying that from the front? This is the first time I've ever done this, where it's like, you know what? I'm going to try having that foresight. I have hope in Jesus. My faith is secure in him. And I know he's got, he guides my steps. So if that's the case, I really don't need anxiety and stress. It's just not necessary. So it reminds me of Miriam, you know, shaking the tambourine on mm. the other side before you cross over. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like right. shake the tambourine, sing the praise song before you actually go through because you believe mm. God's going to get me through. Yeah. That's good. Well, and I think there is, a, there, is a, there is the reality that God is going to get us through, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's that Jeremiah 29, 11, right? And of course, he's speaking specifically to God's people. When he says, hey, you're going to be in the land a while, you know, don't worry about this. Right. It's going to be difficult, plant vineyards, do all that stuff. But know that I have a plan for you. I wasn't chuckling you know? at your reference. Yes. No, I no, was no, chuckling. Yeah. As soon yeah. as you said it, all I could hear was the Imperials. I've got confidence. <laughs> ah, that's that's, right. no, I know I'm the point. old yeah. guy, dude. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. no, that's <laughs> that fine. That's a 70s song. Well, yeah, and I think, that's, well, I think that's really important because we do come, then we come to Romans 8, 28, yeah. Yeah. where we really do see this, the four the foresight of God where 
God sees us justified. He sees us glorified. He says, all things work together for good to mm-hmm. those who love God, to those who mm-hmm. are called according to his purpose, uh, which he's about to explain in Romans 9, 10, and 11, uh, the issue of the foreknowledge of God and the understanding that, you know, Jacob, he has loved, Esau, he's hated, you know, and all these different things. But that, that God's actually got this, um, you know, and I know that there are times that, hey, we, we're, we try to be very, very financially careful. We try to be frugal. We, 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 don't, we don't want to be wasteful with resources. But there's also times you have to step out in faith, too, you know, and say, hey, God's, God's got this, and he's leading us in this direction, so mm-hmm. we're going to trust where he's leading us. Right. And, and be able to come back to that no-stress place. It sometimes is hard. Cause, I mean, Lori sees me when I'm – sometimes when I'm – if I haven't had that silence and solitude with Jesus, she can see me kind of carrying weight. Mm. You know, she can she sees me at home like, like you okay? I'm like, well, no, I just brought work home. You know, it's like you know, I just I I, I leave that on me, and <clears throat> I shouldn't do that. You know, I should cast my cares upon the Lord, as the Scripture says. You know, and divest myself of the world's yoke, so to speak, and invest myself in Christ's yoke. So, like, I, I want to take off the things that are heavy of ministry and the things that are heavy and difficult, and I want to put Christ on. And and that, I think that's really, really important. So let me ask you and, and Lori a question. You guys have been in uh, ministry for more than a decade. Um, so how do you differentiate for people who are listening? Was that his way of saying they're old? No, I, 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 I didn't say decades. No. I said more than a decade because uh, I was being, He's you know, being kind. Oh, yes. got it. Okay. <laughs> I read into it. As you said, I we're in mixed company. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> got it. The missus is here. Yeah, so. okay, yeah, I got it. Got She's it, got only it, okay. 28, so how long could you have been in ministry? Uh, that's, that's a good so, point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Need to get your eyes checked, my friend. But thank you. <laughs> Tomorrow's my appointment. Thank you. But uh, yeah. for today, you're 28. So you two, you've been in ministry a while. How do you then, because you just said something about you want to be sure you're operating in faith and so forth. So how do you differentiate between operating in presumption and operating in faith? Because you don't want to be presumptuous. How can right. James and Tina know that God has called them to Iowa? It is Iowa, right? Correct. Not, not Hawaii? No, thank Gosh, you. They sound so much alike. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we need a camera in the room. There, yeah, that's where we need a camera in So what's the difference between operating and, and presumption, just saying, I'm just going to do this and God's got to cover it because I'm his kid and I'm called according to his purpose, and operating in faith saying you know what i am his kid and i believe he's called me to this don't you think part of it is your heart attitude like i think part of it is pride versus humility Mm. i think um if you're going off your own desires and you're walking in pride chances are you could be presumptuous like going to hawaii instead of iowa you're like i really want this (laughs) i haven't prayed about it i haven't prayed about it i haven't prayed about it but I want this, and so because I want it, I'm going to proclaim it, and God has to do it. And ooh, that even just makes me cringe saying it. Um, but <laughs> Lord, Lord, you're right, because in that scenario, you are trying to make it happen. Yep. That's the difference. Yep. Who's making it happen? Are you following God's leading, or are you trying to force something? Yeah, and that doesn't work, and that's not honoring to God. And so I, I think for me, it's like if I'm praying the whole time, and if I'm trying to have humility am I am I asking in my prayer time God would you would you line my desires up with your desires yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lord would you help me to desire your will for me yeah. and then praying about open I always pray for open and closed doors mm-hmm. Lord help we me not to, to miss yeah. the path that you want me to take would you open mm-hmm. doors would you close doors and when we were 
I don't know, what was it, like 17 years ago now, when we were praying about, we knew God was calling us out of Pocatello, right, and we were right. praying about where to go, and we started with like seven places, and the, we just kept praying, Lord, open and close doors, and we just kept moving, and the Lord just started closing, 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 and there were only a couple things left to open, and um, the Lord really led us to Salmon, and then- And he Salmon cons- wasn't one of the original doors. And I didn't want to go there. Um, <laughs> yeah, to clarify. Well, and we love, yeah. Sylvia and I did not want you to go there. When you first told me, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, I was what? like, Sa- no. <laughs> like, that doesn't yeah. seem right. Yeah. But, and I then, repented, though. Okay. Well, <laughs> and then the other thing, too, was that the Lord confirmed after, like all oh. these things after as well. Through and obedience, so, yeah. yeah. And so we knew as we were going that he was leading us there we knew as we had gone that he mm-hmm. we saw all those things happening um that that was the place he right. wanted us to go so and then there were the confirmations yeah right and yeah. i think the lord was so gracious i believe that the lord would have closed a door where and the principle of open and closed doors i mean it's it's obviously it's opportunity it's provision it's desire it's you know all those things you know we we desired to go there was an opportunity there was provision uh, but there was also had to be peace in that, you know, and and there were some places we didn't feel peace at first, and then the peace came after the step of faith sure. in obedience. Um, but I, I do know that we have to be really careful of this that sin of presumption. Um, I have Name claimed it. it. Yeah. I have claimed yeah. it. Therefore, God must do it right. because I'm His child. Ugh. That's that's heresy. <laughs> that's you taking the place that, of God. That's you being God. <laughs> there is a place. I don't want to be honest. There is a place for extreme faith, and I have no problem with extreme faith. I have a problem when extreme faith becomes theologically dangerous, where I tell God what to do. No, 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 no. I believe God can, and I'm going to pray. And I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I have prayed for children to come back from the dead. I have prayed for sure. grown men and grown women to come back from the dead. That has not happened yet. But I pray it in faith, but I don't expect that my prayer is going to yeah. move God's needle at all. Um, but And if you're wondering what I mean by that, these are normally times that I'm, I've been in an ER, and someone just lost their life, and I'm there with a grieving family, and I'm like, Lord, now you want to show yourself now? This would be awesome. Mm. Um, I've been in the, in the NICU um, on more than one occasion where I have prayed for the resurrection of a child. Sure, sure. And, 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 and with family members that all believe that God could but accepted the outcome when God didn't. And they're still mm-hmm. all following Jesus. It's not – because that's the problem with the sin of presumption. Well, I prayed. God didn't do. Therefore, God isn't real. Right. And and I and I think it was uh, it's University of Notre Dame had an article about the sin of presumption. Can we just have a moment of silence? Yes, for that, for that, you know. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, yeah. Uh, so the sin of presumption <laughs> is a distortion or vice directly opposed to the theological virtue of hope. I love that statement. Say it, say it one more time. The sin of presumption is a distortion or vice directly opposed to the theological virtue of hope. Mm. Oh, there you go. There it is. Too. It is an That's unwarranted really or habitual expectation that eternal life will be gained without God's assistance. Right. Whoa! Wow. Right? That's- Right, astonishing. So, right? or Can you send that to me. Yeah, uh, yeah, I will. We're done here. Or That's that amazing. salvation will be granted. Uh, regardless of one's personal response to God's grace, that's, wow. that's actually that's the definition of the sin of presumption. Yeah, that's good, um, and it's it's a great definition. Can you send that, that to all of us? Can I tell yeah, you yeah, yeah. a Notre Dame story real quick? I'll make it real quick. Bum, bum, and then I, I want to come bum, back around. Do I have to sing? Do I have to sing? When our man Lou Holtz was coaching Notre Dame, 
Sorry, moment of silence. Uh, <laughs> so, and the fight you know, song here is playing in the background the, this whole time, right? The priest comes in and prays over the team, right? And so uh, one particular game is going to be a tough game, and Holtz is in the locker room getting the guys all revved up. And then he says, okay, everybody take a knee, and he calls in the priest, and the priest comes in to pray. And before he prayed, the priest made the mistake of opening his mouth and saying, just remember, boys, God doesn't care if you win or lose. He cares how you play the game. And then he prayed over him. When he got done praying, before Coach Holtz let the boys stand up, he said, boys, God may not care if you win or lose, but his mother sure does. Go get him! <laughs> <laughs> no way! <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, and and yeah. he never allowed that priest back in the locker room for the rest of his tenure. True story. Oops. Yeah, yeah that priest was never allowed to come back and pray over the team. Well, yeah, I, I think that, but I think that, but that, there's a great That's example of, of sin of presumption, right? There it is. Exactly. So you have, and I've always wondered this, you have, you have, like, you have two NFL teams, right? And you got Christians on one side side praying right. for victory christians on the other side praying for victory and i'm like that first of all i think you're you're stepping into a place of prayer i'm like yeah right. god doesn't watch football he watched baseball honestly i thought it was track right. because Co- run the race coach but. landry would have something to say about that you know the dallas cowboys were the first people to build a stadium where the roof was retractable oh yeah yeah and when they asked coach landry you know well why did you guys build the oh. stadium like this he said so god could watch his favorite team <laughs> <laughs> hey but go, going back no, to he's like we've got into sports boys so, <laughs> bring it back in yeah, so, so the whole, the whole idea of to reel it back. presumption yeah. right you know it goes right back to who is the object of your hope where are you putting your hope yes. because uh you know I've had a lot of times in my life where I've had faults. What, what does scripture say? Does hope disappoint? No. No, not at all. Hope Biblical does not hope disappoint. Does not. If looking at the object of the, of, of the hope, that's in Christ Jesus. Because we have a tendency as people, at least I do, uh, to find all these other false hopes that we, like say you just buy a lot of, lotto ticket, right? The $1.5 billion jackpot just a, a week ago, right? Wait, what? Okay. <laughs> you won that? You what? Wait, hey, where's the time? It, oh, it doesn't matter. The road will be provided. Don't <laughs> yeah, we already have the jackpot. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's say you got three days until the draw and you buy a three, five dollar ticket, whatever. All of a sudden, your mind gets distracted with this false hope. What could I do with this money? Oh, God, I would tithe 20%, not 10%. You know, like you do all these stupid things in your head, vesting this false hope in, in a, a cash jackpot. And God owns owns everything on the planet. It's not just a little bank. You're, you're putting your hope in finances, which will always disappoint you. But at the same time, going back to the, the comment about addictions, you know, um, you put your hope in a particular pathway of addiction as if that will satisfy you and meet all of your needs and remove the symptoms of life. But if you shift that... Like Jesus said to the woman at the well, whoever is thirsty and comes to me, I have living water. They'll never thirst again. See, we thirst for something, and that's why we pursue addictions. That's why we keep going in these cycles of destruction. That's why we have false hope, and and, and we have these presumptions that these things will fill us and meet our needs. The, The shift in perspective is look at Christ Jesus. He's the only object that we will have true hope in that satisfies. Right. Yeah. You know, I was thinking of Moses on the mountain and the children of Israel down below presuming that he's not coming back, mm-hmm. you know? And look where that led. What would that lead to, right? And yeah. how often... The, the most mysterious sculptor 
ever sculpture ever yeah. made. Crazy. We just threw gold in the fire and poof, out came a cow. What can we do? Take our clothes off and dance around. Yeah, so, that's yeah. A, yeah. That's yeah. Like, what a stupid <laughs> argument. I, I know. A I know. Politician. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I know. But, oh, I was thinking when when Lori was sharing earlier, I was thinking about Jeremiah, right? Mm. When he says, "The word of the Lord came to me and said to buy this piece of land." Yeah, and I love that he waits because God's never in a hurry, right? If it's God's will, you have to know. God's not in a hurry, and he's never late, and he's always on time. And so Jeremiah says, I, you know, the word of the Lord came to me. He said to purchase this land. He goes and sits in the gate of the city. His uncle comes into the gates of the city, which is basically the city council chambers, and says, hey, why don't you buy this land for me? And I love it. Jeremiah says, then I knew that was the word of the Lord. And he'd already received the word of the Lord, but that confirmation came. Like you were talking yeah, about a few yeah. minutes ago, Lori. The confirmation was that you know it was confirmed, and he said, "Ah, that was the word of the Lord." Or Ty, you were talking about doing the will of the Lord is not always easy, but you don't want to be presumptuous. I think about Joshua, who saw Moses put the rod out over the Red Sea. And it parted. And then the Lord says to Joshua, now take the people through the Jordan River, but he has to get in up to his ankles. And you can almost hear the snickers of the people going, I knew Moses. Moses was a friend of mine. You're no Moses. And then the waters parted. Because God always, he's, he doesn't always do everything the same way. Right, right. right. I, I, I've, I've, it's, I've discovered God has never really, I don't see that. God is so creative. Yeah. Like, I don't see that. I see the redemptive pattern, mm-hmm. right? He adds to the church daily those would be saved. I sure. believe when we read the Amen. book of Acts, we see pattern. Mm. But when it comes to my personal life, I, I, it's never like, if I do this, then it'll fix this. If I do this, because I did it last time, it'll fix this. If I do this, it'll fix it because I did it the first two times. I don't have that in my life. I, I am constantly in this state of growth and creative renewal, but that's important because we need to have renewal in our lives we need to have that space where we're always being renewed in the spirit and walking in the spirit and the pattern there is that we're seeking god every single day we're seeking god all the time that's that's the pattern with the payback i think too as you guys were talking about i was thinking you know sometimes we think that when something goes well or is easy that's evidence (laughs) that we're doing what the lord has asked us to do but and that's a blessing, but sometimes God calls us to hard things, and that's just the truth. Mm-hmm. And I know that we have had seasons where we've been in difficult situations, and one in particular, and the Lord said, no, I want you to stay there. I want you to stay there for five years oh. in this really hard situation and be faithful and, we, we and serve, serve your oh. people and serve my people, and, <laughs> and we did. And then when the Lord said that we could go, we went. <laughs> yeah, and, so. and it was the weirdest thing is we hit, we became we started to loathe the word process. Yeah, we did. But yeah. but in yeah. that, I think what we did was we were not looking at the circumstance, but we were looking at God. Who is God? What is His character? And I think one of the things that helps me when that I lean on instead of addiction is who is God? And so there are so many places, especially in the Old Testament, where it says the God who, the God who sees, the God who provides, mm-hmm. the God who, and, and doing a study of who is God 
I think that helps me a ton. Oh, yeah, for me too. Hey, listen, guys, we're out of time for today. Ah. Lori kind of brought it home. Thank you. Boom. Lori. That's why we thank love you, having Lori you, here. Thank you. Uh, we've got a, a wonderful program coming tomorrow. Hey, uh, get to church this weekend. Going to be a great time in the Word, great time of worship and fellowship. And uh, we have a lot going on uh, this next couple weeks. But, hey, make sure when you come, give yourself a little bit extra time. Uh, to deal with the road and by the way everybody was really great helping out getting in and out everybody was awesome uh and law enforcement said hey we did a great job so we were thankful for that hey listen you guys are loved your family we're out of here we'll talk to you tomorrow pastors live is a rev fm production from idaho falls idaho and is made possible by the ministry of greenhouse coffee send your questions and comments by email to pastors live at the rev.fm Then listen for their response on another episode of the lighthearted podcast adventure, Pastors Pastors Live. Live.